Breakfast Film Club convenes this time from the magnificence that is the Egyptian Theater located right here on Hollywood Boulevard. Uh, so convenient to the Pig and Whistle and so many other watering spots uh, on this fine boulevard. It's so groovy to be back here with the Greg Bruce Film Club. Uh, we've been off a while and I couldn't be more chuffed to be here tonight on a night when uh, no reality will be introduced to the outside world. We don't need it right now. What we need is a glittering film fest of uh, celluloid nuggets that fly by like so many oscillating fractals onto the luminescent uh, screen. Uh, well, let's all take a trip, shall we, where a butterfly whispers a confidence to us, where uh, clowns uh, dance and prance and play, and nothing bad could happen, because that is what this picture is all about tonight. The 1985 classic by Tim Burton, uh, Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure. Hooray. Yes, you may applaud here. This is a recorded show. People will listen to it later. You want to know that we're representing here at the Egyptian Theater. It's been quiet up till now, but that's about to fucking end. Yeah. Security. A, a rogue pianist has just run to the corner. Is that a piano? Are you going to play something? What are you doing? Oh. What an exciting moment in podcast history, ladies and gentlemen. I'm glad you could be here for it. Not since 1938, when the Hindenburg tried to dock in Lakehurst, New Jersey, has this reporter seen anything as gripping as what just happened now. In the middle of the Greg Poops Film Club, the first one from the Egyptian here at the Cinematheque, in the tony upper reaches of the film Illuminati here in Hollywood, just at the moment of crescendo when the show was about to be introduced, a man came running down the aisle, a man that no one recognized. He was wearing a flannel shirt. He could have been anyone. He could have been a, a, a white person terrorist, as are so frequent in the United States. <laughs> Turns out he was one of the people who works here. His name is Jim, and he's an authority figure. Everybody breathe easy. He went behind the piano as if to play something like Bernie Toppin at a scratch lyric session, but it didn't really work out that way. Instead, he stared at me from behind and said he was looking at the backup recorder. I didn't even know there was one fucking recorder, much less two recorders. But we've all been saved here tonight, and that's what brings us to this film, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, which I believe I called Pee-wee Herman's Big Adventure earlier before. I'm sticking by that. I'm going to call it Pee-wee Herman's Big Adventure for the rest of my life. And I suggest you do as well. There was a time in the 80s when we were faced with choices. Police Academy, the vacation series. Yeah, a lot of shit was going down, you guys. People thought doing funny voices was uh, um, sufficient enough to fill the comedy void that lives within all of us. And then suddenly, a young person arose uh, out of the depths of the improv comedy sketch scene here in Hollywood to rise to the heights of network television and then uh, his first picture, uh, this one. Pee-wee was supposed to do, is my understanding, Pollyanna. Uh, if anyone knows what Pollyanna is, uh, the Haley Mills movie. You may remember it. Polly, thank you. One person, everyone else will be. You can Google it on the way home, oh illiterate crowd of Hollywood. Uh, uh, Pollyanna is the most annoyingly optimistic character of all time. Uh, there's no other way to put it. She's, she's little Mary Sunshine. Uh, so no matter what happens, you're like, oh my God, there's a knife uh, through my head and someone just threw a spear at me and I, I've just had my house burned down. She'd be like, oh, don't worry. <laughs> there's raspberry jam. And you're like, no, that, 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 no, it's not equal. It's not equal. 
And the idea of him doing it uh, with his character is quite delightful. Uh, but they jumped over. Uh, we were up against a lot of different things in the 80s. In 1985, uh, going to the movies was a much different experience. For one thing, you didn't have a world at your fingertips uh, of a phone. If you did have a phone, it was gigantic. It was the size of an attache case. Uh, it was covered in um, Class A substances. And if you put it too close to your ear, it made your fillings sing. Uh, phones in those days were quite big and uh, a very expensive affair, like having a yacht phone in the 50s or something, or a car phone if you were um, Gene Barry. Thank you. Apparently we have a couple of people my age here tonight, and that's pretty exciting to find out early on. As for the rest of the crowd, you're going to need to get your game up. Here's something you need to know. This is our first Greg Proops Film Club from this venue. And I would rather everyone in this crowd perish than this podcast go badly tonight. <laughs> so just understand how important it is to me, yeah, what you're playing for here tonight. This whole mild reaction thing, I came to watch a movie, I can lay back and eat popcorn. Not yet. Yeah. Not for a nugget of 20 minutes, and then you can, and it's going to be Pee-wee's Big Adventure. So you'll be transported to another world, a world of, a, of, of infinite childhoods, because um, these are the kind of pictures that speak to everyone's childhood, no matter what decade they were raised in. Um, I'm quite young, and I barely remember um, the decades Pee-wee's talking about. <laughs> Normally, we have a globe here aside my uh, table, but um, here at the Cinematheque, they were unable to come up with one, so they put some film reels here. And this cut glass cruet, which was bought along with a salad dressing promotional thing. <laughs> and we're very excited um, because it's Naplu Ultra uh, classy here. As you know, um, this place is a temple of cinema, and that's why we've been allowed in here tonight uh, to light a candle uh, at the uh, altar of comedy. And to also... Uh, as I say, put it in perspective a little bit. Here's some of the pictures from the same year. Mask. Now, uh, yeah, some, someone almost started to applaud, and I love that about you. <laughs> if Peter Bogdanovich was here, he would have applauded, and I would have been, I would have been appreciative of that. It's a worthy motion picture. Um, uh, my, that's one that I, I think, I don't remember if I saw it in the theater that year, but I saw it soon afterward. Cher is most good in it. Um, w w yeah, you can giggle ironically all you like up there, you fucking hipsters from the east side who've deigned to come into Hollywood. Yeah, I can smell who's sitting where. We changed location. We're at a, a east side, west side convenient venue now. And uh, that's what's made the difference, I think. That's why there's the tumult there is here tonight. I've made myself hysterical. And for that, I thank myself. Um, uh, but Mask is a, a qu quite a good picture because Sam Elliott is in Mask. And thank you. Um, there is one actor that carried the 70s and 80s on his shoulders, ladies and gentlemen, and it's Sam Elliott. Um, you may remember him in such pictures as Lifeguard, uh, Frogs, and of course, um, he's not in Point Break. But the point is this. <laughs> Sam Elliott, uh, as we've discussed on the podcast before, uh, every lady in Sam Elliott's world is little. There are no grown women in Sam Elliott's world. To you, Sam Elliott, you are, well, hey, little lady. And 
And his mustache, I can't, I'm going to try to approximate it here with something by improvising with what I've got. Sam Elliott's mustache in a good deal of the movies of the 70s and 80s is a large affair, like a Civil War thing. <laughs> Boy, that hurts, doesn't it? What are you doing? Trying to steal your woman away. And then later in the Golden Compass, Hey, little lady. I'm talking to the man. Now the show's gone all to shit. Unbelievable turn of circumstances. I got a guy. No, I'll get it. I'll get it. Sit the fuck down. I don't look like this because I wasn't in the AV class. I got it. I got it. Sit down. You're embarrassing yourself. Uh... Pay no attention to the man behind the piano. <laughs> Jim told me in the event that there was a fire again, he might be able to get me out. That was his intro to me tonight, by the way. So my confidence level soared like a, like a hawk in the sky, like a falcon over Alexander's army. Nothing but portents of good. So here we are, uh, finally facing each other over this movie and the excitement. Uh, we, I know we were talking about Mask before and it's important really uh, to get through Cher and Sam Elliott because you have to understand what this decade had. Michael Winslow, oh, Breakfast Club. Yeah, I, exactly. Uh, a lot of you are taking the stance of, oh, I don't know that one. And a lot of you are taking the stance of, I know it, but I'm not gonna react. But what you're not acknowledging is that every time it comes on cable and you're flipping casually by, you watch it. And maybe you do this a little at the end, am I right? Yeah, yeah. I smelled your chocolate chip cookies. I pulled some raisins out of them. I alley sheeted you so hard. What's the name of the cat who plays the guidance counselor in that movie who's mean to them? I was in an audition with him once, and I said to him, oh my God, I think you're awesome, and he went, so do I. <laughs> yeah, he was fantastic. Um, there's a lot of really weird pictures, but many you'll remember. Um, Jennifer, who is the curator of the Greg Proops Film Club, and chose this picture tonight because she thought we could use some escapism. And then, of course, after Peggy Cummings um, uh, swirled into the heavens, we decided to go with Gun Crazy next month. Um, Jennifer, as the Maha, uh, um, said to me, uh, we, we, we've been to so many pictures together over the years, and uh, one we saw in 1985 was My Beautiful Laundrette. I don't know if anyone remembers this movie. Thank you. Okay, four people. That's why this is the Greg Proops Film Club, because it's for me and a small group that outlies. Uh, My Beautiful Laundrette has Daniel Day-Lewis as a bit of rough in it. That'll take you back to the day. He's Lincoln now. But in those days, he was the dude who showed up at the laundrette and went, yeah. Right? He was, right? She chops me because like no runners. Those fucking days. The number one song of this year, by the way, was Careless Whisper by Wham. I know. And I am going to spill a little. I don't give a shit. 
George Michael's the living fucking end. He gave more to charity than the entire Republican Party has given in the last several years. He is the ginchiest, and we miss him a lot. Uh, 1985 was full of George Michael, I'll tell you that much. Uh, and also, fantastically, and I'd forgotten this till I looked it up. I wanna know what love is! No. You're wearing leather trousers. I really don't want to know what love is. And then Chaka Khan, I feel for you, which was boss, yeah. Chaka 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 Chaka. Who used to do it in San Francisco? Steve Carey, Connie Chung, Connie Chung. Connie Chung, let me rock you, let me rock you, Connie Chung. Let me rock you, that's all I want to do, right? Let me rock. There were so many goodies. Uh, so you have to understand the context. Um, there was a lot of Bundeswehr, um tank tops being worn. Um, sometimes people wore side bags. I don't know how to explain that to you. Um, there were O-rings, um, black ones, and uh, people wore those as well. Uh, we went to the movies like every week because um, nothing else was happening. And so in San Francisco, it was the Lumiere or the Gateway or the Cento Cedar or the Coronet. And I can remember so many pictures uh, at these different places. Um, Pee-wee's Big Adventure, of course. Uh, this year, Prissy's Honor is from 1985, if anybody remembers that movie. And um, in retrospect, not as great as I remembered it. And yet, wildly interesting, in so much as Steven Spielberg, um, Martin Scorsese put out After Hours this year. Yeah. Um, John Huston was still making movies. It's a very interesting time. Um, a friend of mine who uh, works for Film Poor in England once said to me, when you go back to the 80s, I think you'll find it's not the barren wasteland that you thought it was at the time. And it's so totally true, of course. Compared to some periods, it's a rich, fertile heartland. Any um, decade that can produce um, tough turf and every time you go away by Paul Young in the same decade has something to say for it. I played a gig in England. Um, in early, the early 90s, and Paul Young had recently played there. And um, I said to the crowd, it must be difficult when Paul Young leaves, because every time he goes away... Thank you. I felt the same way. Um, Live and Die in L.A. came out in 85, right? Um, that's a wild one. Um, but... This picture, I think, in a lot of ways, um, sets the law down uh, for comedy because it's delightful and um, it achieves so many things that so many comedy artists over the years have tried to achieve. Um, the thing that Jerry Lewis always aimed for um, is achieved in this picture. Um, there's levity and gaiety, there's discordance and uh, uh, mayhem, there's um, transsexuality and uh, bitchiness, there's fantastic everything. And uh, yet, it's delightful in every single way. Um, I think it's about time we uh, get this started. Uh, if you're uh, listening at home, I don't know where you can get it for free, but by God, I hope you can. Um, I had the great uh, and good honor to work with uh, Danny Elfman because I was in a movie called um, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. And so I've worked with him a bunch of times and he's as delightful as can be. And this was the first big picture that he scored. It's also uh, Tim Burton's first big feature film. And in a lot of ways is the most exhilarating 
uh, of all of his pictures because it has a, a, a breakneck roller coaster a bravado uh, that later might have become a, in any case, let's get to it right now. Yeah, uh, it's about that time and it's about that place. Thank you for meeting me here. Uh, I give you, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Herman's. Mm -hmm.